Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Jury Daily Takeover by the Young Family Podcast. It is I, your host, Eric Young. I am joined, as always, by my co-host... The TBC. What's up, TBC? What's up, Eric? Uh, oh, God, don't call me that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that is your name. Just doesn't sound right coming from you. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Um, so... Uh, here we are. It is episode six of the second week of the takeover. I feel like we're just, you know, plain old regulars here at the Jury Daily Podcast now. You feeling at home here or what? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Don't you just want to like settle in, saddle up to doing a daily podcast? I think so. Yeah. Why the heck not? Are you guys going to continue to listen? We will find out. We, uh, in the meantime, have some things to talk to you about today because, after all, that's the reason why we're all here, isn't it? Uh, we'll get to some of your emails. We've got uh, some meltdowns in the news to talk about. But first, um, well, you know, it's it's summertime. Um, it's a busy season right now. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, so I work from home. I work all hours of the night because I'm also a father of two. And, uh, Carolyn, you recently cut me off of Red Bulls because I've been developing an unhealthy dependency well, on them. Well, now that I read the news, Eric, I read an article. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jury Daily Takeover. <laughs> I read an article that Red Bull, um, increases the risk of stroke. So I texted you and I said, that's it. You're cut off. That's it for you. 86 Red Bull. So, um, you know, I think that all signs point to we need a vacation. Definitely. <laughs> Am I right? Definitely. <laughs> but there's just one little problem, or perhaps two little problems. <laughs> <laughs> They're not problems. Uh, come on, uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't talking about our children. Obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're opportunities yeah. at growth. Um, it, it, so well, hold on. <laughs> yes, I was talking about our children. Uh, are they problems to traveling? I don't know. I mean, um, r- quickly for the viewers' sake or listeners' sake, uh, what what kind of travel have we done with children since we became parents? What's not, like not much, but um, when Ju- uh, Justin when Jackson was younger. Justin's on the brain. It's fine. (laughs) When Jackson was about like six months old, we flew to Pennsylvania to see my grandma. That's right. And then um, when I was newly pregnant with Riley, we took Jackson to Vero Beach 
and just took a little... That's a quaint little two-hour drive from where we are in Central Florida. Uh, So I barely consider that traveling with kids. It is... Listen, no matter if you were going two hours or 20 hours, you were still packing up everything. Every pack and play, every milk bottle, every cleaning supply. Like, no matter if... It literally... You have to pack up everything for a one-day trip or... Your parental existence. That's the truth. But that's also not the only criteria that I would classify as like traveling with kids because we also kind of do that to go visit relatives in other parts of the state. But it's like that's not like a... a vacation. That's not like a vacation. I need a vacation. So, So this is the real question. Is vacationing with kids, is it pointless should you try? <laughs> Do you just like put forth like the good faith effort? So recently we have a buddy from Germany that just yeah. made the like the mightiest of all parental expeditions. He did a transatlantic trip. So he flew across the Atlantic from Germany, came to Florida, hung out for two weeks with a two-year-old daughter. I think three weeks, but yeah. All right. Um, but anyway, I mean like, my goodness. It, it, do you think it was worth it? Yes, I think that he came long enough to make it worth it where he had, um, like, downtime, Mm. you know, activity time. Um, I mean, you need time to adjust to the time zone. Everyone does, yeah, especially a two-year-old. So, so like, what's on our docket? What could we potentially use as a getaway? Well, we can go see my grandma again. Yes. Because, I mean, I would like her to be able to meet Riley. So yeah, your, your, your grandma, she lives up in the boonies of Pennsylvania. That's about as specific as we can be <laughs> because there's like... She lives in a very, very small... It is a very remote location. <laughs> um, we could go... I think you need like like map coordinates to get there. Oh, here's a problem. Uh-huh. I hate flying. Yeah. For so those we need of... to go somewhere where, where we can um, drive. Mm-hmm. Continental U.S., preferably. <laughs> uh, so you not only don't like flying, not really the biggest fan of boats either. No, I'm. Listen, I I have anxiety. I prefer to be um, in situations where I um, do not cause you know increase my anxiety levels. Right. So I, I feel, I'm sorry for you because it doesn't make our. I mean, I I want to eventually be able to go to a certain places. But not right now. You'll have to be more specific about that because I've always just kind of been under the impression that you want to go to no places. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, typically when I've brought up the idea of a, of like a cruise, right? You know, cruising around on a boat, you your stock answer is... I like boats that don't leave the docks. Yes, that sounds so fun. <laughs> and I go, I go, well, that's just called like a resort. Like, you know, because the resort is kind of the, the, the cruise that just doesn't leave the dock. You, you got activities and you eat, you're, you're, you know, you just stuff your face the entire time that you're there. And, uh, you know, you try and have a good time, but there's just not the whole aspect of like, ooh, we're on the water. We're going to a private island in the Caribbean. I used to love cruising, but I've been on a cruise that was at the um, cusp of um, hurricane season where it was pretty scary. You got in some choppy waters. Very choppy waters where, you know, um, we weren't on like like the biggest cruise, but, you know, things were falling over. Glasses were breaking. Plates were, you know, bookcases were falling over. It was pretty scary. 
But um, and then I don't know, maybe like a couple months, a year ago, there was another cruise ship that was like in the waters and it's bebopping, scatting around, and that does not sound or look fun to me. Well, so the key is, you know, here in Florida and in the Caribbean, if you're going to go cruising, you you don't even go anywhere near hurricane season. Even though that's a tempting time of year to travel because it's summertime. But once the waters start to heat up, hurricanes get cooking in the Caribbean. Uh, So I agree. Not the ideal time to be cruising with or without kids. I'm not about that life. I'm not trying to go catch any hurricane swells in the in a royal caribbean boat uh however literally the idea has been floated by my adult hockey team who we're like a group of friends we play adult beer league hockey together and recently apparently it's become a thing we we used to do a trip up to montreal every january and we would play outdoor hockey and it would make sense for us your Everybody, it was like everybody's batch, bachelor, a bachelor party. party, and then and then everyone. And now, like, now everyone's like for the most part married. Everyone got married, and then so we just went for fun for a couple of times, <laughs> even though we were celebrating nothing. We we're just celebrating ourselves, and so we would go up to Montreal. But it made sense for a couple of reasons. First of all, this was just a guy's trip, so Carolyn uh, did not go. No kids, um, and it would make sense because it was in January. So it, it, nobody fly, nobody in their right mind flies to January, excuse me, flies to Canada in January, so the flights are cheap. And then as far as entertainment, you get to play hockey outside. It's just a naturally occurring resource because there's frozen bodies of water everywhere. So you get to just throw a puck and a net down and you, you know, uh, slap some sticks together with duct tape and throw that on the oversized, you know, uh, uh, carrier on your plane. And boom, you're playing hockey every day and that costs zero dollars. So it's like a reasonable trip. Uh, It's fun because we all play hockey. It made sense. And then some people on the team were like, no, we're tired of it. We've done it too many times. Trip's been beaten to death. And then they go, but what else are we going to do? And I'm like, like, do we, is there need to be? There, there needs to be another trip. Always with you clowns. So, there always has to be some trip. There's, yeah, there, everyone's always got to be, you know, bouncing around. So now they're talking about doing a, a team cruise. <laughs> I roll around the same time of year, and what's being debated is families or no families. Listen, I like the idea, but it is hard for me to kind of get excited or to jump on board because, for, for one, if we bring the kids, the kids will have a great time. But that's not really going to be where you know because not all of your friends have children. That's right. So it's not going to be exactly what what we're wanting to do because we're gonna have to go back to the room for the kids to go to sleep or whatever while everybody else or some of the you know other uh, um teammates are partying mm-hmm. but then if you leave the kids at home then you have no cell service you have you know you're just like completely away and i don't know if i can do that as a mom i don't know if i can just say put like all my trust in knowing that that they are okay for like Days. Uh, listen, you're not alone, and you know this is coming from a you know your spouse who is traditionally you know more easygoing about things, right? I kind of have more of a carefree outlook on life. Not I saying know. that. It, not say 
it, absolutely not. <laughs> you have you Burn. have literally a very careful outlook on life. It's basically the core essence of your being. Um, but that's okay. That's who you are, and I love you for it. And uh, nevertheless, you know. I'm also not comfortable with that because you are just going into like radio silence mode. Right. With babysitters, we've just, so we would be this like uh, amount of time away from our kids that we've never done coupled with no communication. Because guess what? When you're on Royal Caribbean's private island, uh, you know, you're just, you're not going to have a reliable line of communication with home. And then, oh, guess what? People might, you know, uh, respond and say, yeah, but you got uh, Wi-Fi on the boat or something like that. You know, there's plenty of ways to keep in touch with that. Great. Okay, so we get the email from our babysitters. Uh, we just took your kids to the emergency room. Now what are you going to do? <laughs> do you like... Check, please. Cut the, cut the line on one of the uh, emergency boats hanging from the side and paddle your way back home? Uh, not a whole ton of options. So this is our quandary to you, listeners, what the heck is the deal with traveling as parents? Now, we understand that this is not a pure young family co podcast uh, listenership, so you might not really have any insight into this. And even if you, if you do or don't, you just might not care. But that's what was on our minds right now. We're burnt out. We need a vacation. <laughs> and, we, and we're not really sure like, uh, how exactly to go about that as parents of two little ones, three and under. Um, we're moving on to news. Today's story comes from The Wrap. Never really heard of this outlet before, but we're going to just take their word for it that they're reputable. Ohio weatherman snaps at viewers as tornado warning interrupts the bachelorette. <laughs> so first of all, uh, let's talk a little bit about the bachelorette. Okay. I mean, is it happening? Yeah. Is there either a bachelor or a bachelorette going on at all year round? There is a brief break, but for the most part, yes. Oh, thank goodness. They let everyone come up for air. For how long? What? There's like a couple of weeks? Yeah, I think a it's like day. A day. It's like a couple. Well, okay, so it it's a long story, but basically, in between Bachelor season, yeah. there's Bachelor in Paradise, but there's <laughs> always a a um a form of the show airing. There is all year round, right? For the most part. Okay, but the Bachelor and the Bachelorette are the two main big ones, and they happen at two opposite points of the year. I would imagine. With Paradise in the middle. All right, so there's your schedule of uh, Bachelor and Bachelorette stuff. It's a big deal these days still. Are people satisfied with this season so far? Yeah, she is, the Bachelorette is a, um, she's a unique one. That's right. what I'll say. Okay. I don't know, she just seems a little like shy or, you know, that's okay, because, you know, sometimes on these reality shows, particularly The Bachelor family, everyone seems a little bit too camera-ready. They are. It's like you're, you're like you're a little too polished. I mean, all reality but, shows, I think, are a little bit scripted. There you go. I think that they're quote-unquote reality. Right, right, right. Um, so this season of The Bachelorette 
must be compelling to a certain degree because uh, it turns out people were mad at this Ohio weatherman who uh, bursts in during the airing of the latest Bachelorette uh, episode. And that, let's see, he is a meteorologist for Fox 45 in Dayton, Ohio, snapped at viewers who complained on social media about a tornado warning that interrupted Monday night's broadcast of The Bachelorette, saying that the cutaway was due to a dangerous situation. And uh, so this guy was apparently like in tune with his social media feed as he was giving this like emergency announcement. Right. And uh, why don't we just go ahead and play a little bit of his tirade. Well, this heavy rain is between you and the tornado. That's why this is a dangerous situation tonight. It's dark. It's also rainy. Uh, I was just checking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation, okay? It's nice, right? Think about this. This was your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. I'm, st I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Sit dangerous situation here. All right, I'm sorry I did that. I'm just, it just really bothers me that we have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. That's just ridiculous. New tornado warning. You watch the video, right? Yes. Reactions, thoughts. Well, <sighs> I mean, he, he's upset, okay? He probably yeah. has, he's like doing his job. Right. And people aren't interrupting his job, so he's upset. Yeah. Does he have right to be upset? Yes. Yeah. But maybe hold it in a little bit. You think so? Yep, because... Um, He's a professional and all that. <laughs> he's, quote unquote, at work. <laughs> where you but have he's to... Like, he's like on air. Right. So it's like, it's, like, it's like live. So I mean, it's one thing if it's like, you know, here's the tornado. He is, he's upset because he, he's um, sharing important information about a um, bad weather storm tornado. That, you know, they have um, crushed... Um, that area currently, so it's been very devastating. So he's basically upset. Taking his job serious. Yes, of course, which is how he should. Right. But, um, you know, it's just like nowadays, you know, because of how much social media is involved, mm -hmm. how much people are just so sensitive, people are getting fired left and right. So mm. it's like, it's his job. You got to be a little bit professional while you're on the air. And then one day, once they say cut... Then snap out. Yeah. And then it could be one of those, like, um, one of the cameras was still on and kind of caught the tirade. Right. And that, like, the video leaks. Uh, and, and then he could be like, well, listen, but, like, it, it, somebody yelled cut. So, like, I didn't know I was being filmed. So, like, if he I had a heated moment, like, you know, deal with it, whatever. But, like, because this was, he was explicitly talking <laughs> to the viewers about how upset and disappointed he was. Uh, in them. And, and here's the thing. I use those words intentionally. I feel like, you know, this whole video uh, is making its rounds on the internet as, you know, another infamous meltdown, quote unquote. But like, my first reaction when I watched it was like, this dude's meltdown is like anything but. It's totally responsible and, and partially restrained, I'd say. I think this man is a hero. I, th I think. Well, I mean, maybe they're just kind of give him a little bit like a nut check, you know, like, S you know hey, what? Like, settle down. There's a tornado coming. So the Bachelorette is not important right now. 
Society then, needs nut checked every now and again. I mean, maybe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a crass you know term I mean, to I use said it here? First, but I don't know. well, you know, I, I'm jumping I think we're on, on it. On like the jury side, so I think we're okay <laughs> to use that term. <laughs> I'm jumping on it because I liked it. I thought it was a very vibrant way to describe what's going on. Um, so so yeah, I mean, listen, this guy is a vigilante. He's Batman, is what he is in in the newsroom. And he's using his news cameras as his platform, a.k.a. his Batmobile and gadgets. These are the tools that he uses to fight against evil forces. I am in favor of this man as I am in favor of Batman. Okay. I don't know if I'm in favor of all vigilantes. I'm not going to go so far as to say that. But these ones, I judge them on a case-by-case basis. Ohio weatherman, Batman. You guys are okay by me. I like it. <laughs> Let's get into emails. We got two today, Tiny Baby Carol. I can say that now. Not yeah. like we were ever ever withholding what TBC meant, but you know, now I can say Tiny Baby Carol and it's not just going to totally blindside everyone. Uh, this one comes from Sean. Sean says, Carolyn and Eric, do you support Justin's 2016 presidential vote? Let's take a step back and clearly establish, in case you don't know, Justin voted for my mom, Gloria Young, for president in 2016. Sean goes on to write, as a mother and mother-in-law, which she is to Carolyn and I, respectively, do you think your mom would move America in a good direction? And then also, how entertaining is it to you when Justin interviews your mom? So, uh, Carolyn, I'll let you lead this one. Okay. What do you think of Justin's 2016 presidential vote? Well, listen, I'm not going to say that it's, um, it's a <laughs> bad vote, but my stance is if you're going to vote, in the election, which everyone should, because it is our it's our, our right. right as American yeah. citizens in this uh, this democracy that we fought for. I mean, it is your choice. Yes, and I love Gloria. Yes, <laughs> but my stance. But as is, a citizen, vote for somebody who's like have a chance to win. There you go. Like make your vote count. So you say. Choose choose a red or a blue. Yeah, choose one choose of the two. A, yeah, like like if you're gonna go in there, even if you're gonna cancel somebody else out, mm. it's like that is your right. Well, I mean, it is his right to vote for Gloria, but and, like and clearly he did. I mean, I don't know. I like rub my head because it's like just pick, <laughs> just pick one of them. He picked. He didn't pick one of the selected, or excuse me, one of the anointed candidates listen there were a lot of people that were that were disappointed with the quality of those particular candidates but that's not what this question is about this question is about do we support the vote for gloria young uh i wholeheartedly do not just because yes I, i mean not just because she's my mother but even if he were to vote for the face on the side of a tube of pringles 
it is just as much his right as an American I mean, that is... to vote for whatever the heck he darn well pleases. That's all true. So, do I think Gloria would move America in the right direction? Well, let me answer this question with maybe another question. Did she move the condominium association that she was once president of in the right direction? The answer to that question is... Yes, yes, she certainly did. Yes. <laughs> and she does have good ideas. She, and she is very, um, I guess, like direct and she's smart. That's right. And that's right. I think that she can gain respect from, yeah. you know. I, th- I think particularly Gloria Young does well. I think 2016 might have been too early for her presidential oh, bid. Okay. I think she wants to look into this 2020 window and beyond because, uh, you know, I think pre-Trump, politicians needed to be you know so you can't really offend anyone right you got to stay in your little got to stay in your lane you got to be all nice and neat but now we're clearly in like a no holds barred era of politics right where Gloria Young can can truly unleash the hell that needs to be unleashed in the United States of America so I think that her uh one, one of her her main uh attributes as an individual being direct right and telling you the things that you need to know whether or not you want to hear them because she's my mom she's told me a whole lot of things that i don't want to hear but she's got to tell me right because that's what tough love is all about she can give the nation that tough love i think it would be embraced not only that in the democratic field how many uh female candidates do we now have in the primary right you got kamala harris that other one, there's a few. <laughs> anyway, oh so um, do, do I think that she would move America in, the, in a good direction? Yes, I think she would have. Uh, of course. God, she's my mom. The heck am I supposed to say to this answer? Uh, how entertaining is it uh, to you when Justin interviews your mom? Entertaining, but, you know, my mom is, excuse me, Justin's been, like, roasting my mom since I can, you know, uh, since I was old enough to form memories. So, he roasted I mean, me at my own wedding. Yeah, the, the interactions between my brother and my mom have always been hilarious, and, and really the interviews that have the public has just been introduced to recently, uh, you know, maybe they fall in the, the top 25 of the most funniest experiences that, that, that I've ever personally witnessed. Um, we'll hit up one more because I said double shot today. This one is back from, uh, from Miles C. He's a guy who, uh, who wrote into us earlier, uh, in our little stint to the jury daily takeover. And, um, Miles, we really appreciate you writing in the first time. We thought it was cool that we got to respond back to you. And now you're responding back to our response. He wrote us uh, a lot about Game of Thrones because that's what we were chit chatting about. This guy apparently is into Game of Thrones. But the big question was, is Game of Thrones the GOAT? Is it the greatest of all time? So, Miles in his opening line says, is G-O-T the G-O-A-T? Probably not. I feel like people talk about Seinfeld just as much. And Miles, you are our kind of people. Um, Also, the amount of people who say you haven't seen The Wire makes me think that one of those two is the GOAT. Um, Miles, you know what? You, you're our friend. 
<laughs> I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld would be my goat all day. I, I would have never thought to, even though I think that uh, Seinfeld is probably one of the most influential shows in American television history, I honestly would have never uh, gone so far as to say that it is the greatest show of all time because I think that it firmly sits atop the category of sitcom. I think it's the greatest American, or excuse me, just comedic sitcom of yeah. all time. Uh, but I have trouble making the claims for the outright goat because I haven't seen all these shows like Game of Thrones, right? So I can't really judge, uh, number one. And then number two, I think it's always going to be challenging to put a comedy up on top as greatest of all time just because it's like it's such a niche genre. It's almost like horror, you know what I mean? So, um, I, you know... So many might, even though I'm, I am glad that uh, you know Miles just went out and made that claim himself. And many would think I'd probably support it. I'm happy he did, but I don't know if I'm 100 percent behind it. Not like Gloria Young, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that, guys, we're gonna wrap it up for the TBC and myself. We are gonna be back at you again tomorrow. So keep the emails coming, jury daily at gmail.com we are saying deuces until next time and bye Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>